Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. There were just ordinary people who were doing extraordinary things. That's the interesting thing yeah. about meeting these celebrities. They normally are ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things. Mm. And if you dig into them, which you know, we do a lot, digging why is this person so successful? What you'll find is they decided that they're going to do whatever it is that they were doing, despite everybody and everything. And so it's back to that. And they all principle. love what they do. And they love what they're they doing. They would do it yeah. for free. That's what we say to people. Find what you would do for free. And that's and you'll never work destiny. another day of your whole life. And, mm. and that's what all famous people like uh, uh, you know, Roger Federer is a good example of this. Hi, it's journalist Caroline Stephen. Today on Talking Trading, we have the third and final part of body language experts Alan and Barbara Peace. If you look carefully at photos of Iranian President Rouhani, you might notice one thing about him. And that is that he's always smiling. Well, guess who's responsible for that smile? Yep, that's right, Alan Peace. Today, Alan gives the story behind Rouhani's smile and how it got there. And then Alan and Barbara continue to give a Rolodex of hilarious moments meeting other celebrities. And then Alan and Barbara tell you how you can go away on a VIP weekend with them so they can teach you how to get what you want in life and you can let a little bit of the peace magic rub off on you. But first, let's hear Louise Bedford's magic in Mind Power as Louise talks about how to be persistent like a rose to get what you want in life. Let's hear Louise now. I moved into my house 10 years ago and prior to us moving in, we actually built on that block. We stripped back the garden so that there was no skerrick of anything left. It was a little English cottage garden. The thing is, even after all this time, there is one little rose that refuses to be uprooted. It is persistent. It is irritating. I have poisoned it. I have slashed it to the ground with a machete. I have dug up its roots. I have done everything I could to remove that little rose. But still, it is impossible to shift. It is one-eyed. It is ambitious. With your trading, I want you to be like that rose. Be the weed. Be tenacious. Be ambitious and refuse to shift from your goal. No matter what anybody around you does, they cannot uproot your ambition. (music) 
we're about to open the doors for our very next six-month Repeat for Free Mentor Program, where you'll learn how to trade every instrument over every time frame. I'm Louise Bedford. Once you're part of our mentor program, Chris Tate and I will continue to work with you for free until you reach your own personal trading goals. To be a part of it all though, you'll need to register for free for priority notification or you'll just miss out. And imagine being able to trade your way to freedom, safe in the knowledge that you've got our support every step of the way. Go to tradinggame.com.au forward slash priority and register right now so you can be a part of it all. That page again, tradinggame.com.au slash priority. And now here is the third and final part of world-renowned body language experts, Alan and Barbara Peace. Say you guys were having a weekend away in a tropical location. You've had so many stories. You, you were visiting 30 countries a year at one stage when you were doing seminars and, and you've met so many people. And the Vladimir Putin story is, you know, like incredible. And I've told that so many times that you asked Vladimir Putin to make you a cup of tea. If you could have, if you had some standout memories of all the countries, of all the people, of all the celebrities that you've worked with, would you name a couple? Wow, where do we start with that? Uh, we were in a big tent in Alicante in Spain. And there was a seminar with a big tent, 2,000 people, mostly Spaniards. And uh, I probably can't tell the story because I know who we're talking about. This particular person. <laughs> uh, we hit it off really, really well. And we got to know this guy and did some seminars with him. And... Uh, and he said, oh, I know Australia. Well, I went down there and I did some training in this area. And he mentioned this person who was also a celebrity here. And we put the two together oh. with Allah. We've, we've sort of read somewhere. We was working there about the possibility of this guy and this guy. And we were right there. I, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a goodie. Oh, look, we, there's too many. They, I, I can't even pick a country. But Where if I had to pick a country, it would be Australia. I mean, I love living in Europe and I love the fact that you can travel to Paris and to Italy and experience their culture, which I love and I love the history. But, um, you know, it was like where do, we had to decide where our children were going to be born and it was there's no place like home. Australia, we, will, yeah. we, we travel, come back after three months and it's where we're meant to be. Especially um, the Sunshine Coast. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. We, we, mm. we love it here. And, you know, with mm. celebrities, we don't really get excited or overawed or we're really... We're excited when they meet us. We're just really <laughs> down-to-earth people. We have friends ranging from every walk of life and it's mm. more about for us, um, and I think a lot of my friends find it difficult why I'm not otherwise, but I like a person because of who they are, not what they've achieved, how successful they are. It's about what's in their heart and what they do for the community, for their family, for their partner, whatever. Um, that's what's more important to Alan and I. But it's interesting, you know, when you see people that get affected by what we do, I'm just thinking when you're talking about celebrities, I spent a lot of time in Iran, which uh, we don't get to at the moment because it's not going very well. But, uh, about six, seven years ago, I did a big seminar in Iran. And this 
guy who was a was an up and coming politician, and I talked about smiling and why it's important to smile and how people respond to it. And in, in places like Iran, you, you didn't smile. So he became the first person, the first politician to have a smiling picture of himself. Posted all over around this smiling guy, and he became he became the president. That was Rouhani. Yeah, the smiling politician. He's, he's still the president right now. Mm. And, and yeah, it's, it's interesting. But we, we're sitting at the BBC radio station, and oh, yeah. and and we're, who is it? We play we play guests as celebrity. We go to BBC once a week somewhere in the UK, and we'd be in the room with all the guests. And some of the stories, I said, Bart, the woman sitting beside you, get her a get her autograph. Your mother'd like an autograph. She said, Who is it? I said, I'm not doing that. Get her autograph. I said, No, I'm not embarrassing. Go and get her. She said, Who is she? I said, Vanessa Redgrave. That's Vanessa Redgrave right there. And Bob says, younger generation, who's that? And, oh, that creepy young smelly guys on the couch there with the long hair practicing on the guitar doing their first TV appearance. Get their autograph in case they're becoming famous. No, 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 I'm like, too smelly. And that was uh, Oasis doing their first song with Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> we, had a private showing. we had a private showing, which you would have seen on Facebook, of the, with the village people. Oh, no, just Bob and I, the village one. people. Well, we, we were doing a TV show in London. And uh, we did this one fairly regularly when we were living there. And uh, it was like a Ray Martin show here in Australia, which is a midday show. And past the door goes a guy in an Indian outfit and a guy in a, in a cowboy outfit and a police officer. And I said, I'm Billy people. And they walked past the door. We said to the host, what are they doing? Oh, we're doing a pre-record. We're going to do YMCA. So we're into that. So here we are in this tight little room sitting right in, right in front of us, the village people sang live YMCA. And that, that was one of those memorable experiences, wasn't it, Dale? Yeah. To have, you know, just to be in a room like that. But, you know, I remember another time walking past another room, and there's a guy sitting there smoking cigarettes in the studio. And you're not allowed to do that. But I went, I, I recognised him, and I, I went and talked to him. It was, was Robert Palmer, the singer, and he died. Oh. Because we'd always meet these singers, and uh, we'd always go early and spot the celebrity, sitting next to two guys one day, one of the BBCs, and they're right pressed up against us. Bald headed guy with a ponytail, another guy, and I said, Barb, rock and roll, let's find out who it is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. always me. Who, who are you? Uh, status quo. So you guys are better old to be rock and rolls. Oh, we spent all our money. We've got to go back on the road and do a wheel do it to pay for the bills. time <laughs> <laughs> we walked into a walked into a studio. And there's a guy sitting there, and we said, oh, "We've got the studio booked for two o'clock." He said, oh, no, "I'm booked for two o'clock." I said, "Well, we'll get the guy out." So the producer comes out and says, "Oh, okay, we'll we're double booked. You, Alan, by being in the studio, we talked to this guy and." What do you do? He said, oh, I'm a singer and I do singing. And what are you singing? He said, oh, he said, I'm the Phantom in the Opera. Michael, Michael Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the studio. Just, just an ordinary guy, really. What a hoot that is. And he goes, are you famous? And we went, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So who's this guy over here with a guitar? What's your name? He came over and he started playing a few songs. I'd never heard of him before. And that was uh, Curtis. Uh, Curtis. Um, Michael Bublin. Uh, he's like Michael Bublin, yeah. yeah. They, they, they were just ordinary people who were doing extraordinary things. And that's the interesting thing yeah. about meeting these celebrities. They normally are ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things. Mm. And if you dig into them, which you know, we do a lot, dig in, why is this person so successful? What you'll find is they decided that they're going to do whatever it is that they were doing, despite everybody and everything. And so it's back to that basic And they all principle. love what they do. And they love what they're they doing. They would do it for know? free. That's what we say to people. Find what you would do for free. And that's and you'll never destiny. work another day of your whole life, and mm. and that's what all famous people like uh, uh, you know, Roger Federer is a good example of this. Mm. Um, we had somebody recently. One of we were on weekends here at our property for people to get thirty people to come and live up here on the weekend, and we go through how to find out what you want to do in life. 
And this woman said, yeah, but when you talk about Roger Federer, I mean, he's a really famous guy. And, and one of the audience members said, look, I, I love running dinner parties and hosting people having a great time. How do you make it? I said, well, so did Martha Stewart. That's <laughs> how she started. I mean, Oprah Winfrey, all she, all she ever wanted to do was talk. She wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> billion dollars. Yeah, I'm one of the most famous women who ever lived. So whatever it is that you love doing, if you can identify that you'd love doing something so much, you'd do it for nothing. That's where fame and fortune lies for you. Just turn it into a career. Yeah, but how would I do it? Don't think about how. Decide that's what you will do and then you'll see how. So I know Alan was called a professional smartass by his year six teacher. Yeah. But was there anything like that for you? Did you know what you wanted to do? Um, I'm very much like my daughter. I was a straight A student. I followed the rules. I, you know, I had three jobs when I was 12. I paid for my own car, came from housing commission background. So I learned from a young age, whatever I wanted to get in life that I needed to do it myself because my parents didn't have the ability to give me what I wanted. And um, so for me, um, I just had determination. Like I I forgot what I was like until I went to a, a reunion at school and all of the girls that I went to school with said, we always knew that you would be successful because you would say something you'd say oh I'm going to do this and then everyone look at me and then I do it and they go how did you do that I don't I just I'm doing it and I do it and I remember my English teacher he used to say to me oh you're so dogmatic Mm -hmm. and I said no I just I just don't understand what you're saying and it doesn't make sense and my logical brain says that that's not right so now you have to prove to me why what you're (laughs) saying is right and um he said, you're actually going to run this country. When, <laughs> and I said, oh, no, no, I don't want to run the country. No way. I'm not doing that. He said, well, if you don't run the country, you'll be running the prime minister who runs the country. And I said, no, thanks. I'm not doing that. There's so many things out there in the world that I'll do, and that's not one of it. So I think um, for me, I was studious. You're determined. But determined, determined. to be the best that I could be. And I think the thing that I, I've found exactly where I'm meant to be, which is helping people and educating the world. Yeah, but, be but, but when you're determined to do something like that, you just thought, oh, I'm going to do this, but how, how are you? Do? I don't I know, but I'm going to, you don't think about things, decide to do it. Uh, you often get called dogmatic. It's so dogmatic. And the difference between dogmatic and determined is Dogmatic is where you're going to do something despite everybody and everything, but you don't really know why. That's dogmatic. Determined is where you're going to do something despite everybody and everything, but you do know why. That's and people, people will say to me, okay, so you said you're going to do that. What happens if a blockage happens? I go, I love getting barriers. Am I going to go around the corner? Am I going this side? Will I dig? Will I jump over? Like, okay, this is... This is just a little pause in my, my where I'm going to end up, but I love that challenge. It actually makes me more determined. And Alan will say to me, anyone says no to you, that's the worst thing they could say because I go, mm, I'm going to do it. I don't know how, but I'm going to do well, it. When you decide on what you're going to do and you're absolutely clear on what you're going to do, as uh, soon as that happens, if obstacles get in the way, which they do, because look, 80% of success in anything amounts to nothing. 80% of all your activities get you no results, even negative results. But you've got to go through the 80% to find the 20. If, if you've got a clearly defined goal of what you want to do, where you want to go, when the obstacles jump in front of you, which they do and they will, then 
they don't bother you because you're motivated by the end result. So you'll work out how to get around them, jump over them, go under them, kick them out of the way, do whatever's necessary. If you don't have a clearly defined end goal of what you want to do, then you'll be motivated by what jumped in front of you. You try and deal with it, that becomes your focus. But when your focus is the end goal, you just get around it and yeah. it doesn't bother you. I love it. It's, the challenge is, is fantastic. That's what I, I enjoy, a challenge when someone says you can't do it. Well, well, okay. Without a clearly defined we'll goal see. of what you want to do, <laughs> then, then you're going to be surrounded and bogged down by everything that happens around you. And most of what happens around most people is negative. That's the reality. It's, it's not productive. People telling you, no, you can't do it, or the, there's a pandemic, or you know, there's some, you're too fat, too old, too young, too thin, there's inflation, deflation, the government's wrong. You know, we can give you every reason why you can't succeed right now. There's a million reasons. But uh, if you've got a clear defined goal, what you're going to do, even though you don't know how, that's the secret and you won't be demotivated by external circumstances. So people have the opportunity to hang out with you guys for a weekend in a tropical location? So we decided that three or four years ago that yeah. we were getting so many people ringing wanting to spend time with us and wanting us to show them how to move forward in their life that we created the VIP weekend which people we only take up to 30 people so that we can spend one-on-one -on -one time with them and um, we do up close and personal we do um, a seminar and we teach them how to move forward we teach them communication skills we teach them sales we teach them um, the answer you know how to get what you want in your life and um, and we run also smaller groups so they get to ask us any questions that they want so it's a really inspiring um, these people connect with the other 30 people so they have lifetime friendships as well and they do business deals together and every we love it we love it i mean we're so tired at the end of the weekend we're like oh. but 87 percent of people don't like what they do for a living yeah. caroline that that's so 87 percent, 17 out of 20 people wake up monday morning going oh hell i've got to go and do this again and saturday night and sunday sunday night especially they don't sleep well they go oh i've got to get up tomorrow morning and go and do that thing so what we do with our weekends we teach people how to identify the things that are so exciting for you that you would do them for free mm. and so when you wake up in the morning you can't wait to wake up you can't wait to wake up and go oh i'm gonna go and do this today and i'm gonna go and do that and, and 17 out of 20 people they don't do it. They wake up going, oh, hell. And I can't wait till the end of the week. And that's given rise to names like, thank God it's Friday. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we don't get that. We don't get it. Thank God Friday. If we get to Friday, go, damn, we can't do anymore. <laughs> and then, so they spend the weekend with us and then they get a 30-minute coaching course with me after they've digested everything and they might have a few other questions. So it's sort of a, a really... People change their lives it, dramatically. Yeah. You know, incredibly dramatically, yeah. Because they've had blockages and they just don't know how to get past that. They're so bogged down in how am I going to how am I going to do it? How 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 how? I'm just thinking about Gary who who came to one of our first ones, and he decided he was going to become an author and write books on dog training. And he was he was living in his car. He'd been in a terrible breakup with family where they'd sold his house from under him. He was in the shock state. He was living in his car when he came. We didn't know that, but 
we found out later. Now he's, he's written three books. He travels the world teaching people how to grow cadaver dogs that search for forensic, search for, for bodies, that search for gold. Also, he invented the sniffing, the, the dogs that sniff cancer, yeah. prostate and breast cancer. They can come sniff you. And it, oh, my it's, gosh. It's, it's an amazing journey he, this guy's gone He comes out. to every single VIP weekend. Flew in it's a helicopter like, last yeah, time. It's like a... First um, time he slept in his car at the front, we didn't know. Now he came in a helicopter. We've got a helipad. We're going to land <laughs> yeah, so he is a ref- refresher for him. He yeah. just comes and we say, didn't you get it? Haven't you got it yet? Yeah, you're doing well. Why are you here? And he goes, I just need to be close to you and yeah. every month takes me for my next challenge. Do, they so, get, do people get ongoing contact with you after the weekend? Some of them do, yeah. I mean, they, they'll email me if they have a... Um, on a, Facebook. Yeah, myself. on Facebook, yeah. yeah. So, and, and now that I've introduced um, my coaching courses, that's mm. another avenue that they're open because I could spend my whole day helping people and not working in our business. So that's why we created the VIP weekend and also the coaching courses. We tell them up front this weekend that, that we don't record it, we don't film it, that anything that's said inside that room stays in the room. We get everybody to agree that that's the case. And that's really good because people talk about what they really think and feel and what they want and what their fears are, which in most parts of their lives, they, they can't do that or they don't do that. And they feel like there's no judgment in the VIP weekends. It's, mm. you know, we're, we're there to help, not judge. We're, How we're not much are they? Um, it's 1697 and that's for they arrive saturday um at nine and we're with them till four and then on sunday it's eight till three yeah that's homework (laughs) i was thinking that's very very reasonable no i know if you do these in america they they charge well there's lots of people in the country that charge five thousand ten thousand fifteen thousand and the point for us it's it's the people that need us we're going to do three years. Yeah. Well, we've actually cut it back to one. Oh, that's cool. Well, this year Because of yeah. COVID. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, we're not making huge money out of it. We're, we're there for those 30 people to help them move forward. It's just really good fun. And it we, is. we know that the people who are coming are going to go away and do things that they never considered were possible before they came. Because the people who come, come because they're, they're in, usually in a position where they're going, they're at a crossroads. What am I going to do now? And they don't know how to find the direction. So what it does, it gives them a direction. It gives them ideas and the confidence to do things that they never would have considered or never would have had anybody encouraging them to do those things. And they eat healthy food with us. They eat organic. <laughs> well, that's right. Organic environment here. Yeah. And live in that gorgeous rainforest. But can I just say, Alan, I watched Chernobyl. No wonder you got freaking throat cancer. Doing seminars around there. <laughs> I didn't see that. No, I didn't see that. No, I was, no, I was there when it was going on. Yeah, that, that was. I was there for two weeks before. In the first two weeks of Chernobyl, they hadn't told anybody it was melting down, and so uh, getting thyroid cancer for males, not for women, for males, uh, became one of the biggest, and still is one of the biggest operations of, of removing your thyroids that's happened in Europe. Mm. You're right. You're healthy. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. I just pop a replacement T1 tablet every day, replace the hormones the thyroid uh, deals with, and yeah, I'm good. Barbara and Alan, peace. So when is the next VIP weekend? It's on the 7th and 8th of November this year. So you can contact us via the website if you want to come and join us. We'd love to have you.
and the we website is? It'll be there. <laughs> www.peasinternational.com. Southeast Queensland, which is you know, a great place to be. Pin up golden couple Barbara and Alan Peace. Thanks for your body language today. Write that down, Barbara. Yeah, I'll use that. <laughs>